This is Hear Me Out. I'm Celeste Headley. The holiday season is upon us, and it sometimes hits you in the face with the strength of 40 gales. Before the show takes a break next week, we want to bring you a seasonally appropriate conversation. If you celebrate Christmas in any form, you know there's a perpetual back and forth pull between tacky and tasteful. You can see it in department stores. The colorful gaudy decor on one side, the tasteful decor at the super expensive stores, especially with pastels and taupe and crystal and gold. So if you're finding yourself tempted by the idea of a minimalist, restrained, sophisticated holiday, think again. You might be missing the point of this holiday. Now is the time to enjoy what is fun and to do so unapologetically. We don't need to worry about being classy. Culture critic and podcast host Kristen Meinzer joins us once again in just a moment. Stay with us. Welcome back to Hear Me Out. I'm Celeste Headley. So this is what the East Colonnade looks like today. The White House says these are topiary trees. Others are calling it the murder forest. But unlike The Shining, when you peek out through your fingers, the red trees are still there. A lot of people said it looks like Christmas in hell. <laughs> then Melania said, exactly. <laughs> Which holiday is that for? St. Gorlon's Feast of Human Bones? <laughs> I put the, I'm working my ass on the Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? When Melania Trump was still first lady, her choice of holiday decor never failed to inspire strong reactions. And look, most of us aren't subject to the kind of scrutiny the first lady is when she decks the halls. For most of us, the way we celebrate the holidays is not a source of controversy. Some people decorate lavishly with lots of candy canes and jingle bells and sparkling lights. Some people don't decorate at all, or if they do, they go for a very muted elegance, which seems to be the trend right now. Minimalism, being seasonally appropriate, but in a kind of muted, subtle way. Our guest today argues it's time to forget about being subtle or muted uh, or looking cool or sophisticated with our holiday decor, but instead lean into the tacky because that is what Christmas is at its core. Podcast host and culture critic Kristen Meinzer joins us once again because she seems to have a lot of spicy opinions. Hello again, Kristen. Hello, Celeste. I'm so excited to be back. A holly jolly Christmas to you and to all of the listeners. And our listeners cannot see, but can you, before we get started, describe the sweater you're wearing? Oh, yes. I am wearing a, a beloved sweater that I honestly don't just wear at Christmas time, but it's especially for Christmas. It has a furry little creature on the front of it wearing a sequined little Christmas hat that is red, and it just makes me so happy. Bright red. You know, yeah, uh, yeah a sparkly. very bright red sequined Santa hat on this little furry forest creature. I don't even know what the forest creature is. It might be a chinchilla. It might be... Uh, I. I it might be a squirrel. I don't know what this animal is on the front of this sweater, but it doesn't matter. That's not what this holiday season is about. It's not about trying to have realistic, high art depictions of animals in the forest. It's not about that. The opinion you're bringing to us is that Christmas is by its very nature a, a, a not shy or retiring holiday, right? Like you, by its nature, you're saying Christmas is is loud and proud, it is loud and proud. It is commercial. It is tacky. It is 
in America and in modern culture designed to be that way. So let's just lean into it. Let's just own up to it. Let's embrace it. Let's celebrate it. You know, you opened this conversation talking about Melania Trump's Christmas decor, famously very artistic. It was arty. It was different. But it also was absolutely terrible. It was not festive. It was not delightful. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was classy and edgy. But you know what? Now is not the time for classy and edgy. Classy and edgy. Save that for another time. Christmas is about being over the top and ridiculous. It is not for that. So since you are the host, uh, one of the hosts of the the Daily Fail, let me, in pushing back here, bring you a headline from a Daily Mail article, and, and I'll just read it verbatim. It says, is your Christmas classy or tacky? From on-trend flowers to vouchers and takeaway for lunch, the decorates, decorations, presents, food, and exact date you should take down the tree to be a sophisticated household. And they have gotten an etiquette expert to explain all of the things that are major mistakes, things like um, not coordinating the colors of your Christmas decorations and having too many colors, things like um, having more than one uh, natural element. Uh, (laughs) Okay, listeners cannot see me rolling my eyes, but thank you, Celeste, for bringing more proof that that publication is complete trash. We don't need to worry about being classy this time of year, okay? Okay, so why not? I'm just going to get down to nuts and bolts about where current Christmas imagery and mythology comes from, and it comes from products being sold to us. From the get-go, this has been a commercial and a fun time. It's been a time for overindulgence. We don't even have the Santa Claus we have, if not for the people at Coca-Cola. As you know, Celeste, in 1931, (laughs) Coca-Cola commissioned the artist Haddon Sunblum to paint Santa as we know him today. Very jolly, very fat, in his red furry suit with the white trim. What does Santa look like? Santa looks like Coca-Cola told us Santa looked like, okay? Who is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? He was a character created by Montgomery Wards in their giveaway coloring books back in 1939 because they tried to get families into Montgomery Wards to buy stuff, right? Let's talk about the Santa in the mall. Is the Santa in the mall there because we're classy people, because we care about all of, you know, what is good and refined and sophisticated in this world? No, Santa's there to be jolly. And again, to help us think about what we want most in this world, usually crap, usually presents, (laughs) usually things that we don't need. When I say crap, I don't mean it's necessarily bad things. I mean, it's things that are indulgent, right? We're not asking, for the most part, Santa for our prescriptions for the month. We're asking him for presents that are fun, things that we can enjoy, right? And so that's what American culture has made Christmas from the get-go. Why pretend it's otherwise? If we love Santa Claus, we're really loving Coca-Cola. We're really loving shopping malls. We're really loving this imagery that was created for us by these products. And I'm saying, why pretend otherwise, Okay, so why pretend otherwise? I, I, for those who know you at all, you are famously eco-friendly, right? You are very famously protective of the environment, 
and um, an activist on climate change. I mean, I yes. know how angry you get if you. If, I I know the way to make you angry immediately, Kristen. It's uh, walk into your house, turn on the sink, and then walk away. Turn on oh, the water, yes, and walk away. Right? Yes. So I I, I, I want to make clear here. I'm not saying be wasteful. But it's okay to have things that we desire. And my holiday sweater, which I am wearing now, which I proudly wear all the time, this is a secondhand sweater, just to be real with you. Half my clothes, if not three-fourths of them, I get secondhand because it's the more eco-friendly thing to do. When I'm thinking about indulgent things that I really want for the holidays, I'm not necessarily saying, buy me a giant piece of plastic that's going to sit in the landfill for the next 2,000 years after I'm done playing with it for 15 minutes. I'm not saying that, but maybe I do want something that I don't really need, like a dress that maybe is secondhand, maybe it's a new cotton dress, but do I really need another dress? You know, not necessarily, but maybe that's something that would be fun for me to have. Maybe now, I when want you, a, how many days you wore the same uh, <laughs> dress? It oh, was a I long did time. wear. I did wear the same dress for 101 days earlier yeah. this year. That's yes. why you don't need another dress because you can wear <laughs> the same one. Yes, for and over that was days. That was part of an effort on my part to draw attention to textile waste, and I donated money each day that I wore that dress to an environmental cause, um, uh, environmental causes that were nominated by all of my followers. So I care a great deal about the environment, it's true. But other frivolous things I sometimes want include books, for example. And you, Celeste, as an author, I'm sure take no issue with the fact that I love buying books and I love being gifted books. Do I need another book? No, I am actually a regular user of my local library. I don't need another book, but I'll gladly accept another book. There are all sorts of things I will accept. You know those giant containers of popcorn that offices get at Christmas oh time God, every year? Oh, I love those so, so much. So do I. Do I need three different kinds of popcorn in a four-foot tub? No. You do. I oh. don't, but I love it. Okay? It's tacky. You're not putting that on a charcuterie board at the Four Seasons. That's not what that tub of popcorn is for. It's for the holidays because the holidays are tacky. Let's embrace it. So, I mean, I got to tell you, I have neighbors who get angry if someone puts up holiday decorations before Thanksgiving. Um, I know you have met people and perhaps are friends with people uh, who flip out if they walk into <laughs> a store on, say, November 3rd, and there's Christmas music playing. Uh, my son... Uh, Counts down to with dread to the moment when people start playing Mariah Carey's. I won't even mention it because maybe it'll get stuck in people's head. Christmas tune mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. She so, is our queen. Yes, we love what her. Do we, <laughs> what do we make of see, now? My son does not. So what do you make of this <laughs> argument that if you are going to go all out on Christmas, why do people keep extending the the Christmas season? Why does it keep expanding? Well, because A, it is so fun. It is the jolliest time of year. But two, <laughs> to get back to what I was saying earlier, as we know Christmas to exist in this time, in this place, it was created by these products. It was designed to sell us certain things, 
right? And of course, commercial interests are going to want to extend the shopping period we have out there. But even those who don't want us to extend the shopping period, but who just love joy, like Mariah Carey, she loves the holidays. She just wants us to sing a little song with her and enjoy the season a little longer. I think that is fantastic. Let's enjoy it. Let's put on our Christmas sweater on November 1st, as I do every year. Let's see the end of the Halloween season as the beginning of the Christmas season. If wow, wait to. a second. That's spicy. The end of <laughs> Halloween, meaning oh, November yes. 1st? When, yes. What happened when, to Thanksgiving? Oh, it's in there too. But Thanksgiving is part of the holiday season, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> For a lot of us, it is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that means you, you skip right over the turkey decorations and uh, go straight to Santa Claus? Don't get me wrong. I, I like a, a good decor of uh, dried corn cobs and gourds. You know, gourds, corn cobs, those are nice some miniature pumpkins on the table. Sure, that's cute. But you know what else is happening every year on Thanksgiving? My family, we put up our Christmas decorations on Thanksgiving every year. Okay, so that, though, that is a standard. Like the the etiquette uh, person in the Daily Mail said, Christmas decorations can't go up before Thanksgiving. But it sounded to me as though as soon as Halloween's gone, October 31st, it sounded like you were saying... My Christmas music comes on. Yep, yep. I start listening to Christmas music then. Mariah Carey, she comes right on my speaker the minute Halloween is over. That's right. Okay, well, we have to take a break here in a moment. But but, but just real quickly, does that also mean at the other end of the season, you think people should be allowed to keep their decorations up? Well, there are 12 days of Christmas, so bring it all the way into January for sure. And if you are lucky enough to live in a part of the country that does mulch fest each year, that's when we bring our Christmas wreaths and Christmas trees to certain locations, usually public city parks, and they are mulched to then nourish the city's plants and trees. And um, mulch fest in my community here in Brooklyn, New York is usually in mid-January, sometimes late January. Yes, we keep up our Christmas tree until mulch fest every year. Okay, so um, all of those people around me who have been complaining when somebody has still has their Christmas decorations up on January 2nd, you heard it here. Uh, Kristen says, that's okay. Stop your, your whining. Uh, we're gonna take a break, but there <laughs> there's a lot... I think, to push back on here. Um, Kristen Meinzer is with us saying Christmas should be tacky because that's its nature. This is Hear Me Out, a podcast from Slate, and we will continue the conversation in a moment. We're back. This is Hear Me Out, a podcast from Slate. I'm Celeste Headley, and we have the the jolly Kristen Meinzer with us saying Christmas is supposed to be tacky. Now, listen, for those who celebrate Christmas as a religious rite, I don't. I'm a, I'm a Buddhist and, and Jewish. Um, but for those who do, they might find it offensive to think about Christmas as being tacky by nature. 
Oh, yeah. And I can see where they are coming from because they're looking at it as a religious holiday. And absolutely, that is what Christmas originally was about. What I'm talking about is Christmas as a cultural phenomenon. I'm talking about Christmas as the commercial, as the entertainment, as the societal and um, uh, and uh, aesthetic thing we know it to be today, okay? I'm not talking about going to church, and a very large percentage of Americans don't go to church anymore. Uh, it's the lowest number of people going to church right now that it's been in modern human history, as far as I know, based on research that was done by the Pew Charitable Trust in recent years. So um, I'm talking about Christmas as more of a cultural touchstone, as entertainment, as aesthetic. And on all of those counts, Christmas really is about sparkliness. It's about bright lights. It's about fun. It's about movies and not classy movies. I'm not talking about the Catherine Deneuve movie, uh, Christmas Tale, in which our matriarch needs a bone marrow transplant. Have you ever heard of this movie? Of course you haven't, because that's not the movie you want to watch on Christmas. I'm talking about, you know, uh, stop motion made for TV movies with problematic with problematic lessons, like no one's going to love you, you deformed reindeer, unless you're useful for something. Very problematic. And yet we love it, right? Or I'm talking all the made-for-TV holiday rom-coms, big city woman gives up her big city life because she falls madly in love with a maple syrup maker in a small town. Is this a stupid storyline? Absolutely. Should we embrace these movies during the holidays? Yes, of course, because they're fun and they're tacky. And they're not that Catherine Deneuve movie I talked about, you know, the movie with the matriarch who needs the bone marrow transplant, okay? I'm saying now's the time to enjoy what is fun and to do so unapologetically. We don't need to worry about being classy. We don't need to watch the best foreign picture nominees that time of year. We don't need to do that. You can save that till January if you want to. Wait until later to watch those movies. I, I mean, <clears throat> I I feel like there will be people who um, say that it's impossible to separate. By the way, I, I want to mention that I, I, I saw a post on social media that said, I watched a Hallmark movie backwards and a woman in an ugly Christmas sweater dumped her loser small town boyfriend and went to pursue a law career in New York City where she lived happily ever after in gorgeous pencil skirts and amazing shoes. So just <laughs> as the pushback on the Hallmark movies. Uh, but I, I feel like those who see Christmas as a religious event might find it difficult to separate those two. In other words, they will say that those who are celebrating Christmas in this loud, very commercial way are taking away some of the meaning for it, right? Like those are the people who are always going around saying Jesus is the reason for the season and we're supposed to remember that this is a celebration, but it's a solemn celebration. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think we can and separate these things to out? Yeah, and you know what? If that is you, if you are looking at it in a strictly 100% religious manner, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong if that is what you want to do. But if you look at Christmas as a more secular or cultural time of year, then I'm saying 
enjoy it. Enjoy it for all of the tackiness. Enjoy it for the dumb songs, okay? You know, listen to Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney oh and sing God, it at the top Kristen, of your lungs. It's so bad. It's I know, such a it's, bad song. It, it's one of the very worst songs ever, ever written, ever. And yet, can you listen to it and not laugh a little bit? Of course, you smile every time you hear it because it's so groan worthy. It's terrible. And that's what this time of year is about. Enjoy it. Groan. I admit it. I love Justin Bieber's Christmas songs. Okay. Oh. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I can't help it. I I love all of the tacky Christmas songs. Uh, and I'm not alone. Maybe you know this, Celeste. Maybe you don't know it. But the first song NASA ever played in space, they had the option to play a million songs, right? They could have played uh, some great opera, some great rock and roll. They could have played Louis Armstrong. And you know what they decided to play? Jingle Bells. That was in 1965, NASA's Gemini 6A spacecraft. What did they play? They played Jingle Bells, which is a corny song, okay? It's fun to sing. Children sing it. But it's not that different than singing, you know, the ABCs. It's it's just an easy, repetitive song, and it's kind of tacky. But even NASA knows that that is a fun song. They embraced it. They played a Christmas song in space. I mean, I ha- I have to go back to the Paul McCartney tune because you know, as you know, <laughs> I'm a trained musician, yes you are, <laughs> and an opera singer, and I I can't I can't I'm sorry I know that this podcast is all about disagreeing in a respectful way, but <laughs> oh God, you're making this so hard, Kristen, because that song is so so bad. It's, it's terrible. It's, it it yeah. is, and I love that about it. What other times of year? Can we truly embrace the terrible and people will know the same words of the songs as us? They'll sing along with us. They'll laugh with us. There aren't that many times of year that are centered around these tacky touchstones that unite us so much where we're not worried about looking cool. It doesn't matter if we look cool, if we look polished this time of year. In fact, it's discouraged and it's better if we aren't trying to be cool or sophisticated. And this is a time of year where we we can really just embrace our uncoolness and have fun and be silly and sing along to that song. Celeste, let's sing it. Let's sing Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. You know I'm never going to do that. No, I'm never. (laughs) I should also mention that the lyrics to Jingle Bell include a passage where they say, A day or two ago, the story I have to tell, I went out on the snow and on my back I fell. A gent was riding by in a one-horse open sleigh. He laughed as there I sprawling lay and quickly drove away. So, I mean, that's just mean. It's just mean. (laughs) A lot of Christmas has some not-so-good messages, right? Like I I already mentioned Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas special and the messages in that. And, you know, one of my favorite schlocky Christmas movies, It's a Wonderful Life. What is the lesson there? George Bailey, don't ever follow your dreams. Just stay in this small town you can't stand and be a martyr. Yeah, there are a lot of problematic messages around this holiday fair. But part of the fun of the season is laughing at those things or rolling our eyes at them or just enjoying them and knowing that we're speaking a shared language because it's such a huge part of our culture. So let's go back to It's a Wonderful Life, though, because while it, you're you're right, it sort of says, you know, stay in your lane, your little small town lane. It also is trying to tell people, 
remember what matters in life and it's love and it's it's family and all the rest of that stuff that you get by being say the 1980s yuppie you know following greed is good um those things don't matter nearly as much as the impact you have on other people right and and the grinch is a very anti-commercial uh commercial message right again that's like even if you take away absolutely everything, all of those things that you've been talking about, the zing bobbers and wing dingles, if you take everything away, what matters is the love and the the, the friendship and the warm feelings and and the beauty of the season. Absolutely. That, that stuff is great too. But you know what both the Grinch and It's a Wonderful Life have? Lots of tacky Christmas decorations. One of the most pivotal scenes in It's a Wonderful Life is George Bailey is at home and he has one of his children in his lap who is decorating George's head with tinsel while George holds back the tears because he knows that Uncle Billy just screwed up again and didn't deposit the money he was supposed to in the bank. Oh, stupid Uncle Billy. We all hate him, right? We hate Uncle Billy. We hate him almost as much as Mr. Potter. But you know what's happening when George Bailey is sitting there with his kid decorating his head? We're also listening to Janie playing the piano, Christmas songs. We're looking at all the decor. We're watching the one son with his early Christmas toy vacuum cleaner vacuuming the house and enjoying all the trappings of Christmas, all of the silly, tacky trappings of Christmas. It is about community. It is about love. It is about what matters most. But that doesn't mean that George Bailey's family can't have fun and have those things too. And what do all the Who's in Whoville unite around and sing around on Christmas morning? A ginormous Christmas tree that's it about is. 80 feet tall, covered in multicolored decorations, because that is fun. Yes, holding hands with your neighbors. Yes, eating a good meal. Yes, brotherly love. That is a good thing. All of these are great things, but even those who embrace that brotherly love during the holidays, still love a big tacky Christmas tree in these examples you gave, Celeste. That's pretty good rebuttal. Or we have to take a break. When we come back, we will continue this because we, we need to get into just how tacky is considered acceptable tacky. Uh, so we'll have that, that, that discussion to come here on Hear Me Out, podcast from Slate. I'm Celeste Headley, and with me is Kristen Meinzer, and we will still be here when you get back. We're back. I'm Celeste Headley. This is Hear Me Out. And today, what we're hearing out is an argument for the, the, the tackiness of, of, of Christmas and allowing people to just, uh, I guess, follow their hearts um, and, and be as sparkly and glittery and um, carol singingly loud as they want to be. But on that note, Kristen... What then do you make of the, the ugly Christmas sweater trend? I mean, how tacky is still acceptable tacky? Because some of those ugly Christmas sweaters are truly, truly eyesores. Yeah. I mean, my thought on the ugly Christmas sweater is ideally you're getting it secondhand. You are not just buying 
ugly Christmas sweaters with a sense of irony so you can roll your eyes and be cool and be above it all. Ideally, you're going to a secondhand shop and you're having fun with it and you're enjoying the traditions of eras past. Maybe somebody's great aunt Matilda loved that sweater back in 1982 and now it's in your local charity shop and you're buying it and you're enjoying it. And that's kind of how I like to see the ugly Christmas sweater. Like I said, my ugly Christmas sweater that I'm wearing now, which I don't think is ugly. I think it's fantastic. But <laughs> mine is secondhand. And I have great memories of my mother and my grandmother's Christmas sweaters when I was a kid growing up. They wore some sequins. They wore some sparkles during the holidays. And they embraced it. And so they weren't doing it ironically. And I think that if we can go in maybe not trying to be cool, it's a little bit more fun. That's my take on the ugly Christmas sweater. Ideally secondhand, better for the environment, and ideally not because we're trying to be above it all, but because we're enjoying it. What's your problem with coolness? Do you hate James Dean? Um, <laughs> what What's so bad about trying to be cool? I think that we are pressured to be cool so often in our lives. And why not just enjoy this time of year where cool doesn't even factor in, where sexy doesn't factor in? I mean, look at all the other holidays where they do. Like Halloween, ideally, should be tacky and fun too, but it's been completely overtaken by the sexy nurse, the sexy dinosaur, the sexy unicorn, the sexy, you know, whatever it is, right? We've we've seen this. Either that or it's been taken over by the offensive cultural appropriation or, you know, I, I just think when it comes to Christmas, though, we can just enjoy that it's tacky and we never have to worry about being sexy. We don't have to worry about being cool. We don't have to worry about being the best looking person at the party, like with Halloween or other holidays. You know, we don't have to be the person who everybody wants to go home with at night, like on New Year's Eve. We can just enjoy how silly it is. Enjoy that it's tacky. So th then I, I, do you heap scorn on the heads of those who are striving for minimalist Christmas? I I don't want to say I have scorn for them, but I pity them because they, I feel like they're missing out a little bit, you know, and there's no reason that you have to be minimalist. Again, if you go to any secondhand shop, you can get pretty much any Christmas decoration you want to in spades. They have thousands of them. And I... I I have to do something, Celeste. Our listeners can't see this, but I'm picking up my computer right now so that I don't know if you can see my Christmas trees that I oh have Oh my gosh, here. it's so I, cute. I have year-round Christmas trees. Those trees are up at all times Wait, of the year. really? I never take them down because they make me happy. And where did I get them? I got them at church sales, church rummage sales, and I got them for a dollar each. And they make me happy. So you can go over the top. You can enjoy all of the ridiculous parts of the holidays. And you can do consumerism more responsibly if you want to the way I do. I would prefer everybody be a little bit more responsible with their consumerism. Um, and enjoy all that silly stuff that you don't need, but that's just fun to have around. And maybe bring that into your house and laugh about it and not worry about whether or not you look admirable or you should be an architectural digest. Now's not the time to worry about architectural digest. Just enjoy 
being blingy. Enjoy being sparkly. Enjoy being over the top. Uh, Minimalism, you can do that later. So, I mean, I have to admit to those who are listening that although I am arguing uh, in opposition to this idea that Christmas (laughs) should be tacky and is at heart by its very nature tacky, our our producer will, will tell you that I own truly just an obscene number of pieces from the Dickens Christmas Village. There's a there's a company yes. called Department 56 <laughs> that makes these hand-painted ceramic little oh, I buildings. Know <laughs> yes. Um, and I own, God, I, I don't know. Maybe our producer can jump in here for a second. How many would you say I have more? A hundred? It depends on how many you count because some of them are smaller pieces like a fountain and some are bigger like a building. I would say probably upwards of 50. Yeah, a lot. Because there's also little figurines. A lot. Yeah, yeah. So, and I I have to assume that some people would find that excessive. Uh, unnecessary, for sure. Absolutely. I've been collecting them since I was in college. A lot of them you can get secondhand. Most of them I've gotten secondhand because they're quite expensive if you buy them new. Um, and I... I, I, we're, we're wrapping to an end here, but I should at least get absolution from you, right? Kristen, in your view, this is okay. Oh, absolutely. My mother had those Dickens Village houses too. They were a big part of my life growing up. I love those Dickens houses. It's, you know, tacky. Like, look, they're essentially like playhouses for adults, right? Ceramic playhouses for adults. And what other time of year can we as adults really embrace playhouses and just enjoy it, and nobody worries for our mental health or anything. This is the time of year to do it. Let's enjoy it. Pour yourself a tacky glass of Bailey's Irish cream, sit back, enjoy your Dickens Village, enjoy your Mariah Carey, watch a made-for-TV movie where the maple syrup manufacturer in the small town falls in love. Enjoy it all. So you know what I'm gonna say to you now, um, I need pictures of your holiday decor. If you're going to comment on today's show, and if you have an opinion, especially a strong opinion about whether or not it's okay to be tacky in your Christmas decorations, pictures or it didn't happen. Like, I need to see what does it look like? Maybe you have nothing. Maybe you're going to send me a picture of like your couch and that's it. And that's okay. But I, I need to see images of how you decorate for Christmas and, and what you think about this idea that... 16 inflatables on your front lawn is okay. Uh, You know how to do it. All you have to do is email us. It's hearmeout at slate.com. Hear Me Out is a podcast from Slate. The show is produced by the very jolly Maura Curry. Ben Richmond is our Mary Senior Director of Podcast Operations, and Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio for all the holidays. I'm your host, Celeste Headley. Until next time, speak your mind, but keep it open, and... Happy holidays, however you celebrate.